What's up, everybody? It's your old friend, John Middlecoff. I'm here to tell you about our friends at Game Time. Here's what I need you to do. Go to your smartphone, download a little app called Game Time. Baseball season's in full swing. Oracle Park. Been there a million times. Never doesn't live up to the hype. Go get yourself some garlic fries, a brewski, maybe uh, some ice cream. They have very good Ghirardelli ice cream there. And when you do that, promo code HAM. So download the Game Time app. Your first pair of tickets, promo code HAM, H-A-M, save $20. The A's, only going to be in the Bay Area for the rest of this season. You probably can basically go for free. Just buy a pair of tickets to any baseball game. They also have comedy shows if you want to check one of those out, or concerts. Game Time app, promo code HAM, save yourself $20. We don't even need to thank you. Just hammer that promo code. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. This Hey Ramona Middlecoff segment is brought to you by CandidCO.com slash ham and promo code ham for $75 off Candid Aligners. And brought to you by Ease and EaseWellness.com, promo code ham. And UntuckIt.com, promo code ham. And by SeatGeek, promo code ham. Now to the segment. Niners Ravens. Uh... I don't know how often this happens. Probably happens a lot with the Patriots. 90% of the country got the Niners-Ravens game in the morning slot, which is pretty remarkable. So I know you had no problem finding it uh, in Hawaii. At your, I know you guys sound like it's a pretty good You're saying that even if you lived in, like, Washington or Philly, the second game, you know, depending on if CBS had it, and there, I guess there probably were a lot of CBS games on, you got a doubleheader in that window? I guess. You must have. Or maybe you were one of the ten part of the ten percent that didn't get it, but it felt like this morning, guy. That makes sense because I had like NBA writers tweeting like, "God, this is fantastic, Lamar." I mean, it felt like everyone was watching it. I don't know how a national game in that time slot gets more national. Than well, that. because I, I do think when you just look Washington, Carolina, just you know when you just talk television ratings, the Jets were playing the Bengals, Tampa, Jacksonville. Even Philly, which is a big brand, they're playing the Dolphins. There were a lot of shitty matchups. And this yeah. one, you know, I, I mean, I don't know how much closer you get to a Super Bowl-type matchup record-wise on paper. It's just a good game, you know. On paper, it was a great game. Let right. alone then the way it played out was – it was a hell of a game. There's no way, yep. you know, you could take – people like – if I was a Niner homer, you'd hear me mad. I don't give a shit. It was a fantastic fucking game. Well, it was I'll, awesome. Yeah, if you're – if you're and a Niner homer, I was you'd glued. be mad that you lost. I think if you were people like us that have been saying the Niners are really good, I came out of it going, okay, look, there is a playoff race that we got to talk about and we'll get to. Um, but you just lost to the team that's been kicking everybody's butt on the road across the country in the pouring rain against a quarterback that might be the MVP. Um, I came out of it feeling like that is what – now the Ravens clearly is what a Super Bowl contending team or a Super Bowl winner looks like. But – and you say it all the time, for a West Coast team, the 49ers, to go and play that well in that environment and have a chance to win, I was impressed with them. Now, the math, who cares that I'm impressed? We got to, you know, the standings are a different animal. But I thought they, um, 
That's what it, that's what two Super Bowl contenders playing each other looks like. Well, what travels? What's the cliche? Always travels, right? Running game, which the Niners and Kyle is now turning into an extension of his dad. And I guess he's been an extension of his dad since they kind of started working together. And it was like, damn, who's this Alfred Morris guy? And they're like, oh, six rounder, 1,700 yards, no big deal. And they start right. doing that in Washington. And then he comes here, and you're like, God, they, they need to get some running backs. And they sign this guy for huge money. We have never seen Jarek McKinnon play a snap. And it hasn't fucking mattered one bit. Matt Breda, this undrafted free agent they found, he missed again. He's always hurt. It's like, who cares? Today, it was Mozart just fucking looked like Adrian Peterson. Really more like Adrian Foster because of the way this scheme is. But run games travel and toughness travels. I It crossed my mind today, and ironically, they were playing John, who, as I mentioned with the people I was watching, don't ever forget that Jimmy Tom Sula, once upon a time, beat John Harbaugh the year his brother was fired. Remember? At, Stanford, at Levi Stadium, beat yeah. the Ravens. Uh now, I, I don't think John even gives a shit about that anymore, but you got to be tough. And that that team that I want, like you know the Ravens are going to be tough because if the Ravens are good, they're just going to be tough, right? If I tell you the Ravens have a playoff team, you're just gonna be, they're tough, right? If you get a pa- good Patriot team, a good Steeler team, that, you can't not be tough when the Jets were good under Rex. If you're going to play in freezing cold, and I think a lot of people from the West, we forget this. Now, granted, it, it hit me last night, guy. How many big games have the Niners played in since Harbaugh left before this season? Any games that like had build up to them? Like we, I'm knew just saying, it any important, yeah, any quote unquote yeah, big I mean, games. I, Tom no, Sula, none. Games, Chip, none. Has Kyle clearly, played a big game his first two years? No, well, they're not good enough to have played in big games. They're and then Jimmy enough. got hurt so fast. Yeah, so this is the first year they've played in big games, and like you said, right. You got to be good to play in big games. So usually, a big games kind of start November. They start feeling kind of big, right? Because you're six and two or something, and then you're going to match up with another winning team, and those games trying to build on each other. This was by far the biggest game they've had in the last five years. Now, in fairness, like the week previous was big. That's part of being good. Like a lot of games just stay big. Like the Patriots right. have played in for however many playoff games the Patriots have played in, right? Over the last twenty years, how many big games they played in? A hundred. Like, is every game they play in from November and December the last 20 years basically big? Well, it's funny because we make fun of their schedule because of their division, but then, I mean, we could go through every year and find six games they played and it felt massive, right? Well, they, they, they played play the, the Colts, Steelers, anytime the Chiefs. they play the Chiefs, the Steelers. Yeah. The Colts all those years. They, they, played the, they played the winning team or, you know, the, the returning champion in, in multiple divisions for the last 20 years. Yeah. So, and like the Chiefs, they play the Chiefs either this week or the next week. Like they're playing the Mahomes this year. Uh, but the point is, like, you play in big games. I think we both came to grips. I, I know I did last week. Like, they beat the shit out of the Packers. So it's like, yeah, this team's for real. And we even talked about it last, I guess it would have been Friday, you know, Sunday night. And this week. Is it fair to say we learned even more? Because, like, they didn't have their A game, but it was impossible. You're not going to have your A game in a rainy, slippery place. Like, it's going to be ugly, and they were game. It felt very Harbaugh 49ers-like. Just like, God, they're hanging in. This thing's a war. A little different, not quite right as physical, just because the Raven style is a little... Just Lamar's unique, but fucking game was badass. 
Yeah, I mean, but they run the ball, whatever, almost 40 times, right? But, you know, like when the quarterback's running it, it just it feels a little softer because he's sliding. It does and to a bounce. point, but there's also like, you know, it feels like every some of these plays, everybody's in the box, right? My mom, when we got back from the bar, yeah. she's like, that offense, they're wearing the black jerseys. The, you know, the ball, you can't tell who's got the ball. I'm like, mom, it's just, that's the offense. You know, it's well, just, she thought it was not fair. Oh, well, you know, you always say even my mom can see, and she, right, she's pointing out one of the basic difficulties with that offense. You just how many times did your eye, how many times did your eyes jolt with Lamar and the running back had it or vice versa? Or yeah, or multiple times, and they had like a Lamar Kaepernick graphic up. One, like he's a better passer, and he's I don't know if he's he's not a more explosive runner, but he's just a more dynamic runner. His running like, style, wouldn't you say, is the complete opposite of Collins? Colin was a downhill. Just outrun, you know. Lamar is, I think Lamar's closer to like Barry Sanders. You know, he's like well, that was the Charles Davis comp, juking guys out. Because I, I was texting with Marcus Thompson during the game, and we'll dive into this. He's like, God, as Kyle gets to points where he gets a little gun shy on Jimmy, and he does, you know. And it, I think part of it was the game, like the way just it's raining, balls going through guys' hands. You just get scared in some long run spots, but with Lamar. I texted. I think he's like a more under control Vic. Like Vic always looked like kind of just backyard schoolyard ball. Ball Lamar, like Colin, has just a huge grasp with this offense. It looks like this is second nature to him. And while he's hauling ass, he doesn't look ever out of control. Even in the even with the grass. How about the Ravens have a fucking grass field? I didn't know that. Even you, you know didn't. Robert Sala. I mean, I think we learned about it. I, I saw for the first time on, like, Wednesday they had a grass field. I assumed they had a turf. Even Robert Sala was like, yeah, I thought they had turf. Like, on Wednesday. Not that it ended up mattering. Their game field? Is grass. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you knew that was grass. I thought the Ravens had turf. watched a million games. But I, I, mean, I always thought it was like, turf. Like, somewhere in your brain you knew. No, I thought it was turf. I know you thought that, but I'm just saying, like, you knew. Like, you've watched so many games on that field. I've watched a million games, but I just assumed. Because, again, it, I think it speaks to how great their grass is. Even today, did it feel like... In a pouring rain game, zero effect. They, their turf guy deserves a race. He does a fantastic yeah, job. He does. How many times do you see like, oh, they're just slipping and sliding? No, it's like, what are they doing there? Grass holds perfectly. Because it was yeah, there. There'd be angles. You'd be like, God, is it raining? And then they do the side angle. You're like, oh my God, it's pouring. Well, that happened to me at like on the Niners' first possession. There was a player like, God, it's beautiful. And then they cut <laughs> to another camera, and it is just a torrential downpour. Someone I was watching the yeah. game with was like, you know. it's doesn't look that cold. I'm like, well, it's 42 degrees and it's consistently raining. It sure as hell is not warm. You know, no. what did Jimmy have know. on his neck? A little neck warmer? Yeah, it's like he had just the top of Deion Sanders' turtleneck. Yeah, exactly. Cut off the rest of it. Like the kind you wear where you only wear a turtleneck and then it's like a bib and you put a coat over it so you don't have to wear the full turtleneck. That's what Jimmy had on. I, what did you think of how he played? Because I think one thing is clear – to your point, Kyle, we think of Kyle when he got the job at even the first couple of years as like quarterback guru. He's got to find his quarterback. But for an offensive guy, like he doesn't play soft football. Part of that means you do need your, you know, he loves Jimmy to make some plays. And we had the quote last week where he talked about it. But he is just going to rely on his run. But it means that he is going to ask you at certain times to make big plays. And, uh,. <laughs> I mean, Jimmy can make them, but he can, he'll make you hold your breath while he's making them. 
if you had to give a grade, it, it would be like a B minus C plus. Because he definitely played well enough. His toughness in a game. How many games have you seen a guy that like the country's on the fence about in that environment when it's raining just shrivel? You know, just like, oh, this you can't even function with this guy. And that's and not you me. And it's usually an excuse. You can explain it away, right? It's like, ah, oh, well, I mean, it's just a tough environment. But, blah, like, blah. good quarterback. Like, to me, the environment doesn't really phase him. And he's I just clearly, meant, like, the physical, the literal, yeah. Yeah, but, I mean, that's, to me, Jimmy, like, play in the cold, no problem. Ain't scared of the big boys. It's more just, he's gonna throw a, oh, shit! And then the guy drops it. And he's gonna have a back-breaking fumble. And that happened today where the fumble... I was watching the game with family friends and, and their dad, Larry Raber, and he asked me, do you think at the end of a close game in the NFL there are four or five just, like, critical plays? And at first I thought, like, well, you know, coaches would always say that's kind, it's kind of true, but every play matters, right? Like, one play leads to another play. So, like, you can hammer on a turnover, but if the play before you had got a first down and instead of it being third and five – it was third and like the every everything kind of builds on each other like the butterfly effect sure. but i do think it's very fair to say turnovers in the nfl because of the limited possessions this game was 17 17 because at first it's like god this is going to be like a 35 to 30 game and then it boom it changed in the second half they kind of locked in on both sides and what was the score at halftime 17 to 14 i mean was the how many points were scored in the second half like six i had to pull up the box score but I think turnovers, yeah, six points were scored in the second half total. Yeah. A, f- a field goal field by goal Robbie Golden and, and the game winner. So to me, I would say less than quote-unquote plays, turnovers, a coach, and just any human will always circle, whether they're in the first quarter or in the fourth quarter. Now, I think late turnovers, right, feel more back-breaking because you feel the game swing. But, guy, that turnover, they were up 7 nothing. And he turns the ball over, and they get a touchdown off that. So whenever you hear points off turnovers, how often do you have broadcast points off fucking turnovers? That's huge. Because you go point. What is a point off turnover? It's points when you didn't have the fucking ball to start with. So you just get kind of free points because you get gifted a ball. Right. And it's also a a drive that you have an advantage on because you might. It's a drive where you might not have scored if you got the ball 50 yards behind where you got the ball. Right. Because you get good field position a lot of times in those situations. Well, right? guy, you in know, that situation, they got the ball in the twenty-three yard line. They got the they got the ball basically in the red zone. Yeah, that's just so. Like you think about, I, I would guy, say they like, got think the ball about, like you said, twenty-three yard line. So let's say they went three and out on that possession. If you punt it from like the twelve, at worst you're probably still like flip the field a little bit to like the forty. To me, one of the best things that happens in a game for a team is when they turn it over and their defense gets a stop. And you're like, all right. You know, the same way you feel when you go for it on fourth and one from the fourth and goal from the three, you don't get it. But they have to punt from the end zone and you get the ball back at the 45. Well, when you, you know, say like, a, see, a, it was the right a, st- decision. a stop there, a, a field go- a four-point swing right there is the difference in the game. Yeah. And that's well, – I'm that, not putting that on the defense at all. That's not even fair, right? They get the ball in the fucking red zone. No, you can't, you're not. You can't fumble say, the ball around the baby zone. When you're the, no, that was uh, when you are in a game like this too. You know how many total? There were sixteen total possessions in the game. Sixteen. How many are there so, typically in a college game? Twenty-five. Yeah, I mean, it's a good question. I 
total possessions. So like I guess it would probably. De- would you say it kind of depends on the conference and the teams? Certain teams play a little different. Yeah, I mean Herm Edwards is going to try and make it so there's Cal is going to be different than games. Oklahoma. But in the NFL, you just because I realized it when the, we were in the second quarter, and it was was it the second? Yeah, it, the Niners drive that ended in the missed field goal, right? was their fifth drive of the game. I remember them showing like the drive chart. I'm like, oh, they're going to have five more possessions in this game. And they're down 17 to 14 right here. And then they miss that field goal. You're like, all right, you got five more possessions in the game. Well, part, part of that's the As opponent, it turned right? Out, they, part of that's the um, opponent because they run the ball a lot. So the clock, it, your game goes fast. Well, but but I over I overbet because they had one possession. Uh, they had two possessions in the third quarter. And one possession in the fourth quarter. They came out of halftime with Kyle Shanahan, offensive guru, and had three possessions. <laughs> that's insane. Yeah, That's insane. Three possessions. But that's also part of like playing the Ravens is they could have a, they could have a pie chart. Even You could have won this game and their pie chart could be 38 minutes to, you know, whatever the hell. What's the math? 18? I'm not a math major. That would be 48. It would be 28. Whatever, you know. Like, they hold it for you, 70% wait, of the game. How many minutes are in an NFL game? 60? 60. So, 38-22. Something like that, you know? Like, what was, if we look at the time of possession on uh, in this is game. Is that still a thing? I think it is with running teams in the NFL. Yeah. To me, like, I think it's some, more so in the NFL than it is in college. I agree. To me, in college, it doesn't mean anything. Like, now the Niners ran the ball, too. So, it was 32-27, to 27, basically. Which... Not that crazy because part of it's the Niners had a basically 150 yard rusher. They controlled the game on the ground too. So when they did get the ball, it was a double whammy. When the Niners got it, their drives were long because there aren't going to be part of a game outside the rain. You're playing a run heavy team, and you're going to have to try to control the clock too because you're not really going to be able to pass in the rain. Your drives. Yeah. When you say part of it is like they only got a limited amount of possessions because they took a lot of time on their drives too, right? Yeah, totally. Yeah. Like the, the field, the game winning field goal drive that the Ravens had, there were three possessions longer than that drive in the game. And that was a six and a half minute drive. Six and a half minute Niners, drive in the NFL is pretty long. The Niners had an eight and a half minute drive in the third quarter that led to the field goal at 53 yards. How do you take 53 yards and make it last eight and a half minutes? That's incredible. Well, I mean, it's a little – they manipulated a little bit because the Niners ran out of timeouts before the two-minute warning, so they got just two free minutes to run off the clock, right? I'm talking about the Niners drive in the third quarter. Did they And they got the field goal out of it? Yeah. Yeah. Well, because Mostert looked like uh, a superstar. So you just control the clock. You don't drop, you don't drop any balls. You know, you just – they executed I, – again, I, I left thinking, God, this – it's not more impressive than some of the Niners' home blowouts, but you could argue that learning about yourself on the road in a tough environment, this has been like the most like kind of hold your head high after a loss and just like we're fucking in this thing for the long haul. Yeah, like this. Shit's I mean, just work. given how hard the Ravens have been to even like the best teams in the league. I mean, the Patriots. He worked right? them. He worked them. What they did to the Rams. Say what you want about the Rams. You don't. They're not that. Right? Wouldn't you say it's a double whammy too? They're good. And, like, who is going into Baltimore when Baltimore is good and beat? You know, that's a tough place to play. Like, I'm watching them thinking, the Ravens haven't been around that long, right? What was, like, 
Belichick got fired in like '96, so they've been around like 25 years now. But they still, when you look at the when you look at the design, you go, it does look a little like Jaguar. You know, it's closer to that than like the Niners kind of had their jersey today. You're like, that's old school. You watch the Packers, some of the the Raiders, these old school jerseys. They do feel like a franchise, despite being relatively new. That feels like they got history going back to like the '60s. You're like, this is just a fucking squad. They, they, they you know, that they, they have an identity. They always have an identity when they're good, and that's to me to travel on the road. Like I said, defense and the run game travel, but like you got to know exactly who you are. And it and it didn't like at first, Kyle. It felt like was getting a little pass happy early in the game. I'm like, well, it's weird because Kyle, we've talked about over and over, is not a pass happy young coach. And two, it's just not really a game to be passing because it's going to be hard to catch. Their DBs actually aren't bad. I mean, Marcus Peters and Humphrey, who Richard exchanged jerseys with after the game, and like it's kind of like a Richard type player. Earl Thomas is still there, and then he got back to running the ball, and that put him back in the game. And to me, if you can run the ball and your physical tough team, that's where Harbaugh's teams like check out Harbaugh's resume with the Niners. Most of the good teams they were beating were close games. Like you, you're gonna win close game. That's just part of the deal, you know. I should I should host a radio show in Ann Arbor on Monday. Be like, just but let's look at his record with the Niners. I mean, he was pretty good. Well, that, everyone says, and, and you're, I think I think the NFL's a lot different in college, right? With the clock stopping after first downs and shit. Like this style doesn't necessarily win you championships in college. And that's what some of the knock is on Jim. Like you got to adapt a little bit to what even even look at Saban, right? The points are just getting outrageous. Even the best defensive coordinator in probably college football history, Nick, has no answers for a good offense, none. But in the NFL, like a good defense, guy, everyone's tweeting about Lamar Jackson. They held him to a hundred yards throwing the football. It's not like he destroyed him. He really just destroyed him with his legs. He destroyed him being a runner. He's a fucking running back playing quarterback. Who can throw? Like he's his throwing is clearly better than we all thought it would be. But the difference in the game today was him on the fucking ground, which is unlike anything I've ever seen. And then Kyle, before we get into Lamar, two things that I wrote down. Yeah. The clock management at the end of the game. And part of never playing in any big games till this year, and they haven't played in any big games this year, and even the games they won with Jimmy. You know, it was, it was just different, right? I mean, the season was over. They, they were playing with some house money. I'm not saying that it didn't matter, because it clearly mattered. It showed, like, this is what Kyle can do. But, like, the timeouts and, you know, kicking field goals at the end of the halves, we were not judging that situation. His clock management at the end of the first half today bit him in the ass. And part of it's on Kyle, to me, got a little gun-shy, and then they hit a couple big plays, and then they were in field goal range. And then the other elephant in the room is, do you trust the, and here's what he is right now, the overpaid kicker? Because part of being good is your kicker, we talked about this before we jumped on the podcast, think of the most famous kickers over the last like couple decades. You notice none of them are on shitty teams besides Sebastian. And then you and I, when we got into the radio, business you were in the radio business when I hopped on and we started talking about the Raiders a lot I think you and I were like is Sebastian that good and you realize he never had to kick pressure kicks until they kind of got good with Carr and Mack and he missed a he was old of the, them yeah and he was old at that and he was older time. so it was unfair to judge him but my point is besides Seabass all the famous kickers Vinatieri 
Gudkowski, he's on injured reserve right now for the for the Pats. Tucker, McManus. You just start naming the guys that make four or five million dollars. The guy you see them in the playoffs, right? Like it feels like Tucker and the Ravens haven't even they've been in the playoffs once in like four years. He was their kicker when they went to the Super Bowl, right? I mean, he's been on the fucking team forever. McManus, how many big field goals has he hit in Denver over the years? Like, good kickers, part of being a good kicker, you're in pressure spots. I Is Robbie Gold a pressure kicker? Part of the reason the Bears got rid of him is because they were kind of good, and he was not trustworthy. Like, Robbie Gold was kicking ass, kicking field goals when fucking the games didn't matter, and now he holds out, he gets a shitload of money, he can't even fucking kick. Now, I get it, he got blocked or whatever, but that's I'm not even talking about they get blocked, the execution of the kick, just more... I think all season has kind of led to most fans would probably say, yeah, my trust level in this guy is pretty low. I mean, look, I, here's the thing with kickers, right? And we've talked about this before. They're like, they're like referees because they miss one. It's not like a quarterback where you get 14 misses in a game. Yeah, he's hey, missed like six or seven times. this year, though. He was 7-13 before the kick. Yeah, yeah. No, I know. But So here's the deal with him. He's 8-8 eight of eight in the playoffs. I'm just looking at it right now. He's 8-8 in, eight of eight in, in his career. Kicker. In his career. Now, he hasn't kicked the playoff field goal since 2016, and that was the first one he'd kicked since 2010. So he's kicked one in basically a decade. Um, but to me, like today in the rain, 50-yarder, I coming off – this is his first time active, right, since the injury, since he went on whatever we call it. I guess it's still just inactivity. Yeah. Uh, I almost said, I almost said uh, IL, but that's baseball. But yeah, I think just generally speaking, I think it's I think it's fair to be concerned and the concerning part is that like the Niners are comfortable playing in close football games. They're good. They're kind of They're built playing for good it, football teams. Right? Yeah, so you just you just end up in these games where it's like, here's what I knew. I knew when uh, Automatic Tucker stepped up, he wasn't missing that kick. Didn't you? Did you have did, did you have any doubt that he was making that kick? I not only didn't think he was not, I mean, I I knew he was going to make I thought he'd split the fucking uprights exactly like he did. Like, a no-doubter. Like, have not you, even uh, one of those where you kind of hold your breath. You're like, could that miss? Oh, no. It was just, you know what? By the way, Thanksgiving, the Cowboys kicker. Mar. You know when you tee it up on the tee box, you, like, put it on the left, all the way on the left side of the tee box? Yeah, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to work it around. It's like, can you guys just put the ball in the middle of the field and please kick it straight? What are you doing? What is, why are you trying to work the ball? You're in a dome. Just kick it straight. I know. What is that? I don't get it. So anyway, yeah, no, it's it's uh, you're nervous every time he steps up, which is a problem because they're going to play in close games. And then the other thing would be, now, granted, like before the Niners got the ball back in the fourth quarter, the Ravens, who are, I'm sure you saw the article that got written the last couple weeks. Everyone is giving them a reach around job on their on their ability to incorporate analytics, right? It turns out they got an Ivy League guy, Yale or something, that is like in meetings with John Harbaugh now. He's 25 years old. The Athletic did like a profile on the guy, which I can see people around the league like, oh my God, you know? They go for it on every fucking fourth down. You, me, most football watching people, pro going for it. This isn't some analytic take. Everyone I've ever watched football with, today when the Niners went for it on fourth down, the place started cheering ton of Niners fans in Honolulu, by the way. Place is cheering. So, yeah, people are pro going for it. But he went for it late in a game at like the 
45-yard line in a tight-scoring game, and I kind of lean with Belichick. Like, yeah, I'm pro-analytics, but every situation is determined by that individual game. It was fourth and five. Lamar threw it. If you told me they did, like, a quarterback power, I'd be all for it. But they, and they did not get it. That's how the Niners got the ball back in the fourth quarter to drive down, you know, to end up going for it on the fourth and one. And Kyle, which... And I think the analytic would people say, well, Middlecoff, you can't get on John Harbaugh for going for it. Like, you're just, you're just being results-oriented. Well, yeah, the results of it fucking kind of matter. It's a tie game. It's a low-scoring game. You're giving it to the Niners, who no one's really done. There have been three fucking points in the second half up to that point. Total of either team. Like, you might want to kick them, pin them. Just, again, I get, I'm all for playing for the win, but they might go three and out, kick it back to you at the 50-yard line, and Tucker can hit it from, like, 60 yards. But again, I'm not trying to be results-oriented here, but you've ran it all day. You spread it out, and the ball gets tipped. I get it. They did have you know 15 guys in the box because they, they're going to run it. But when you go spread in the shotgun in this offense, I'm not some quality control coach and have done the tendency breakdowns, but I'm pretty sure that's a telltale sign. You're throwing the ball, right? At least... If you put Jimmy under center, you get the play action fake. You got just different options. That's what to me makes Lamar so dangerous. He can be like under. He can be in the shotgun. He can be under center. You don't know what the fuck's going on. Well, you know when he when he scored his touchdown rushing right, there was I swear to God and I loved it. It looked like there were forty people on the line of scrimmage from both teams, and he was under center and then he shifted into the pistol, and then he still ran the football. I think he shifted into the pistol with maybe a. Maybe the tight end came next to him. Doesn't it feel like when the pistol and Kaepernick, it was more just the lanes were wide open? It's like, God, does anyone know what's going on? With this, it feels like there's seven options and everyone kind of freezes. It's different. It looks yeah. different to me. Well, I don't know. I think because it, it's clearly, as a formation, it offensive coaches have tinkered with it for you know a decade now. Well, and this guy's the tinkering guy, right? He's the one that implemented it kind of first in the NFL. Were the Niners... Were yeah. there any other teams running the pistol? Really? No, they had to be the first ones because Colin was the first one running it. Well, actually, the guy that preceded Colin at Nevada ran it, but Colin was the first guy to really run it. Yeah, because they just wanted to give him some packages, right, that he'd be comfortable with, and then it just built on itself. And then, remember, like Peyton Manning kind of liked it. Other Even throwing quarterbacks that weren't going to run just like the, yeah. the dynamic nature of it. Because I do think, I remember Peyton Manning, and this is true, when you do give, like when Peyton was in it, it gives your running back an extra kind of momentum downhill. And Ingram is a really good player. Like he is just one of those not doesn't ever have a weakness. He's not like an he's not an elite player, but he's just he's just good. You know, he's just a high level NFL starter. And fuck, he gets running downhill. He's he's kind of like a Josh like a he's not quite as dynamic as Josh Jacobs. But he's a good player, man. I mean, that's if that guy's your running back, and then you got Lamar, Jesus Christ. And like you said, they got these tight ends that aren't normal tight ends because they're kind of move guys. Their offense is dynamic. Where the Niners, so I, I understand where John would be like, we're going to go for a lot of fourth downs because just look, we get four and five yards pretty easily because no one knows where the fucking ball is going. But the Niners' offense is not necessarily like that. When you spread four or five wide, it was clear on that fourth and one they were going to pass the ball. Now it looks extra shitty when the ball gets tipped, but do you love the pass play on fourth and one, even if the box is stacked? You know, look, I I don't love it, but I also 
to me part of what makes any Kyle chance you any chance you punt with five minutes left pin them no nah, i'd go for it where were they at 36 uh, yeah i got the play they, that was the play before that was the crazy jimmy pitch play right where he's wrapped up and gets rid of the ball and it was that was fourth and four fourth and three I mean, I shouldn't say there's no chance, but I, I, I think given I know it hadn't been a high-scoring game, how dangerous they are, and how confident I was, I felt pretty good about it. If I just put myself back in the spot of where I was when they Thir- went for thirty-five-yard line guy, thirty-five-yard line. Yes, and you don't really, you're not kicking it. So, is that a problem, or is it, is that well, a yeah, factor of the of weather? Of course, it's a problem. Is that a factor of the weather? Fifty-two-yard field. Goal. Well, I what mean, is, what's it's the field a problem. Goal? Ten plus seven, right? So 35, 45, yeah, 17, 52. So it's a problem. Would, they, but would, I saw would, the, would the Ravens, have, today would the Ravens have kicked? Or they'd probably go for it. I, yeah, I, but go you for would it. say kicking's an option for them. I think that's part of the problem. Kicking would be an option for them in that spot. I don't know if kicking's an option for the Niners there, right? Given that he already Even missed if the it's kick. Perfect. If it's perfect weather, is kicking an option there? Well, he's never been a super high-distance guy. He last couple right. years, he's been automatic between like 48 to 40 that's what he always felt to me to me if you said that field goal for tucker was 60 yards i'd say like 70 percent chance he hits it you know now granted at 50 yards or it was 49 it didn't clear it by that much so part of it was i think the ball is not going to fly far i just look at it like golf in the cold in the wet the ball doesn't fly as far i get it but tucker to me probably can I bet he'd say, well, I can take a little off it to make sure I nail it. Like, he's just in the peak of his powers. Well, I feel like Robbie Gold doesn't even know what's – he's just kind of praying right now. <laughs> and that's just – like you said, kicking is kind of weird. You miss one, you get kind of drugged down through the mud, and it's mental – it's a, just because you, you're only – you play a small role. But God damn. I don't think – two things. One, I think – and this is being results-oriented. I think time proved out that punting was not the move because – but would they have gone fail on fourth down? But they weren't really like if you punt. Again, I, I'm not. I'm, I'm pro just saying goal. they just put together. I'm just saying they got the ball with the same amount of time they would have got the ball if you had punted and you didn't get the ball back. But they still had to kick a 49 so, yard field goal. No, I know they. It's true, but I just would have. To me, if you punt to them and you don't get the ball back, you don't forgive yourself. Well, and here's right. the other. And here, yes, and here's the other thing. Punting there, if it goes in the end zone, is only a 15-yard difference, right? You're at 35, you punt, they get the ball at right. the 20. Yeah. So Kyle goes, looks at the special teams coach, what are the percent chances we can get this between the 15 and the 10? He's like, you know, in this weather, it's going to be hard, right? Just because it had been. It's Now, the one thing you saw today is when it's wet like that, on grass, a little golf too, the ball stops. Like the punts, if you just hit it to like the 10, it's not really bouncing one way or the other. It just kind of gets English and just sits. So I think you can nitpick that. Again, I, I will never – because you, you get crushed for being Jason Garrett and constantly being a pussy. I, I'm not, I don't mind the mindset at all. Just like I don't even necessarily mind the mindset for the Ravens. My problem with the Ravens was like, you're going to make Lamar throw it? I'd run it because the Niners have no answer. For the, for the Niners, it was just – it's clear what you're doing. Here would be my issue. And, again, this nitpicking, it's it's way harder, you know, heat of the moment. But when the Niners go shotgun 3-4 wide, wouldn't you imagine they pass, the tendencies would say, 90% of the time. 
So, yeah. so you're putting your arms up. Why? Because you tell your defensive lineman, it's fourth and one. They're going to get rid of the ball fast. He's susceptible to getting a ball block. That's good coaching I'm, by them. It is. I'm looking at the play again, and I'll say my other part of the play call, which is I, I think Jimmy Garoppolo's good enough that if you, if you die with Jimmy Garoppolo throwing the football, I can live with that. Watching the play again. Now, John, I don't have the all-22 of the end zone. Uh, Someone yet, open? But, uh, no, not from what I can tell. So uh, out of the backfield, he's looking for Kittle over the middle. Mostert comes out of the backfield. As Jimmy is trying to get the ball to Kittle, Mostert's getting crushed. <laughs> 99 is covering him, and it's just taking him. He, is, he gets taken out. And then Kittle is in a collision with whatever linebacker's on him. The linebacker's going down. Kittle's trying to run through him to get to where he thinks the football is. Uh, it doesn't. It looks like maybe Debo had a small window, but I don't know that Kittle – I mean – Kittle was going to have to catch a ball with a linebacker falling down at his feet. You think the Ravens made the right choice? Remember last year at this time we were talking about, you think John Harbaugh would come to USC? <laughs> you think, right. Are they going to fire John Harbaugh? Like, is something weird going on with John Harbaugh? And now a year later, he's had, would you say, two of the best wins of the year, the Niners and the Patriots? <laughs> yes. I would. Those are the two best. Who's? Didn't he, I mean, who, the Niners have had a couple of the great wins. but Who else did he kill? Lamar just did something last week. I, I forget who they even played. Well, the the Rams. Oh, they beat the shit out of the Rams on the road Monday yeah. Night Football. Yes. Wade Phillips, after the game, said Lamar's the MVP. Because you would say the Niners' two blowouts against, against quote-unquote, solid teams, the Panthers, who actually have kind of fallen apart, but the Packers have been at home. He went on the road to the Rams and, I mean, boat raced them. So, yeah, the, the yeah, Ravens. And came back short week was ready. If you did power rankings, it depends. Has the Sunday night game even kicked off? It hasn't, but. They beat the Patriots, so they couldn't be above them. The only other team you could put at one would be the Saints, right? That would be the only other team that would have an argument. Seattle, I guess, if they were to beat Minnesota tomorrow, would be, what would they be, 10-2? and two. So they'd be in the mix. The first place, NFC West, Seattle Seahawks, as of right now. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working... The HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.